collecting every coin so you don't have to. You can't buy much for a dollar a month, but you can buy a shout-out on Infendo Radio. Head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio, and for a dollar a month, we'll read your name out loud. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. It is time to talk about Nintendo and all the games that we've been playing. I have some really good-looking co-hosts with me tonight. How are you doing tonight, Justin? Mechaleka hi, Mechahiney ho. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm probably the only one old enough to recognize that reference, but uh, thank you for that. Um, Lucas, how are you doing tonight? Well, since our intro guy didn't say it, I will. Infendo Radio is on now. Okay, so it wasn't just me who thought that was missing. No, I... It, you didn't, hear, is, uh, you didn't hear Eugene audibly go, Well, I f***ed up, like, right afterwards. <laughs> nope. Eugene's got some editing to do, but it's okay. Um, you know, what's new? It's Nintendo. Um, we do have a really awesome show for you all tonight, so I'm excited to bring that to ya. But before we get too far, I want to make sure that we sh- make a shout-out to all of our Infendo producers. Um, if you want to be a producer, you can go to patreon.com slash infendoradio, and you can contribute to the show. Um, so like I had mentioned, we have a couple of producers that we want to shout out tonight. So thank you to Andrew Searson. Thank you to the Brianosaurus. Thank you to <coughs> Slacker Monkey. Thank you to Sky Pharaoh. Thank you to EP Knothead. Thank you to Phantom, and thank you to Minus. Um, our executive producers, by the way, were Andrew Searson and Brianosaurus, so thank you as well, a little bit extra, for being um, executive producers tonight. All right, well, we will be right back. It is time to take a little break, and when we come back on the other side, we will have Change the System. Are you a member of our Discord yet? You should be, because that's where you ask your questions for the question block segment now. Get there through infendo.com. It is time for Change the System. So we're going to front load this with some news. We actually don't have a whole lot of news this week, but, you know, enough to touch on it in any case. So we are talking DuckTales this week because we've got some DuckTales music and DuckTales Remastered is back on eShops. It's not on Switch because, you know, it's not on Switch. But if you have a Wii U, you can go and download it there. It's worth it, honestly. I really love the, the DuckTales game, so... Yeah, it amazes me how many people don't like it, because I thought, like, I thought it was a great game, I thought it was a great um, remake of the original, like, it is very faithful to the original, and yet adds a lot of new stuff that I thought was really cool. Plus, I can actually beat it, so, you know, there's that. I've never played either version! Well, you can now if you go dig your Wii U out of a box. Um, Actually, do you still have yours plugged in? don't think that's going to happen, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's at my parents' house. Well, it's on Steam if you really have a hankering. Honestly, though, I would recommend um, like just maybe booting up an emulator and playing the old one if you're really it's, wanting to play it. It's just like, I don't really... See, that's the thing. Like I've heard it's a really good game, but I never watched DuckTales growing up. I don't have any uh, I don't connection. I have to. But I don't have any connection to Disney or to DuckTales. I don't have any strong desire to play the game, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, if I want to play a 2D game, I can boot up, like, Mario or Sonic or anything else. It's like, you know. 
Did, sure. Did you know that the original voice of Scrooge McDuck was Wilbur from Mr. Ed? I did not what? know that. I did not did know Did you that. know that I Dream of Genie and Bewitched were the same person? I th- I no, don't know if this wrong. is I, I don't I don't know if this is uh, real and you know or, that's uh, wrong. So why? <laughs> I like how me and Justin um, were like, hold on, we're old enough to know that that's not true. <laughs> but you thought about it, and that means I win. No, what we what I think what we were thinking was, does he actually think that? <laughs> um, no, Ducktales, like like seriously, I don't know whether it's on sale or anything like that. But even for, I think its regular price is fifteen bucks. Mm-hmm. If your Wii U is still hooked up, get it. I mean, fifteen bucks. It's a great game. Um, it's a great nostalgia game. Um, it's made by Way Forward, so it's a great platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. A lot of the fans of the original game didn't like it. They thought the voices and cutscenes were unnecessary, and they thought that they the remake made it too easy. I thought it was wonderful. So you know, take it or leave it. Sure, but buy it. <laughs> yeah, right now. Preferably, don't take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Lucas, I think you had a little bit of news that you wanted to bring to the table before we move on. Oh, I have got some news, and I have got some sources for those news. Um, yeah, so I, right before the show, did a little research, and I discovered some stuff about Nintendo Switch that you might be interested in. Um, from CNET.com, we got a quote, where Nintendo boss, forgive me here, I'm not used to saying his name yet, Shintaro Furukawa said to investors during their last meeting that the company has no plans to release another version of the Nintendo Switch in 2020. So that means that, you know, all those rumors about the new Switch coming out doesn't really sound like there's going to be a new Switch coming out. (coughs) So, you know, I mean, that could change. No plans doesn't always mean no plans. But I would would assume 60-40 at this point, you're not going to get a new system. I mean, let's... I mean, they said the same thing months before they announced the Switch Lite. I'm willing to bet that we're probably, like, they might have some sort of revamped Switch. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They just released the new version of the Switch with the longer battery and, you know, the hopefully fixed Joy-Con. So, you know, they're probably going to hope that that, you know, rides it out for another year or so before they upgrade it again. I think we're going to see some sort of upgrade before the end of the life cycle, but... Yeah, I think right now it would be, they probably figure it would be suicide to release a new version of an existing system <sighs> alongside the brand new systems that are coming out this year. I, so. well, I and- still think, honestly, that that might be their what their positioning is. Like, you know, maybe in December or whatever, November, we get a, a Nintendo Direct and it's like, hey, guess what? You know, 2020 or 2021, mm. we have, mm-hmm. you know, the Switch Pro coming out, you know, something yeah. like they that. They wouldn't do that because then nobody would buy a Switch for Christmas. Well, that's what I mean. Like maybe at the tail end of December, like January even, you know, something like that. I, th- I still think that that's their ace up their sleeve to combat the new consoles. Like when the PS5 comes out and the Xbox Series X, you know, I think that they're going to position the switch pro as a you know like not necessarily a um competitor to that but like you know something that can stand alongside that with like 8 4k graphics that type of thing 
Well, and remember, too, that this wasn't like a press release or a meeting, like a public thing. This was in a Q&A with their investors. So I think that info generally is a little bit more on the nose, you know, because these are actually people that are paying them money. They want to be reporting facts, not speculation. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of take their word for it. Um, To go off of that, during, I believe, the same Q&A, and I get this info from GamesRadar.com, um, I have some quotes from uh, Nintendo that I'd like to read to you guys about some more stuff. They were asked about how they feel about the Xbox. What is the new Xbox called? The Xbox Series X. Series X. Yeah, and there's the PlayStation 5 that's on the way, and Nintendo was quoted as saying, We believe that the position of Nintendo Switch in its life cycle is different from that of hardware from other companies, which is kind of something we've said a lot on this show, right? Mm -hmm. Nintendo doesn't really see themselves as a direct competitor with the other major companies. Sure. Um, and that and cons pretty much haven't since the Wii. Yeah. yeah. And that consumers of our products are also different, said Furukawa. Therefore, we do not believe that the business activities of other companies will be especially influential on Nintendo's business. It's fashionable for gaming executives to explain why other gaming companies are of no concern. You know, people have said mm -hmm. that kind of stuff before. But Furukawa also went on to say that he believes right now the Nintendo Switch is just entering the, well, how did he phrase it, the middle of its life cycle. So according to that, you know, the Switch has been around for what? three years maybe mm -hmm. a little more than this that. is the today i believe is the third anniversary okay so yeah so we're about halfway through according to him just entering the midpoint so it sounds like we've got a few more years with the switch before we all have to start thinking about a new system which honestly probably means that they've probably already started thinking about and yeah. working on a new system because you know how that goes mm -hmm. so. <laughs> right oh yeah i'm sure you know they they've said for years the r&d for the next system begins like before the mm -hmm. current system has even launched. So oh, yeah. we know they've got something that they're working on, but yeah, like Nintendo again, ever since the Wii kind of had a prolonged life, Nintendo has kind of gone for this mid generation release. Mm -hmm. So like the Wii U came out towards the end. Well, not even towards the end. It was supposed to be the middle of that console generation it was the console generation ended earlier than they said it was going to but came out and then you know the switch came out midway through this console generation so i imagine they're probably going to hold off until you know year two or year three of the mm. you know next sony and nintendo and yeah like nintendo really isn't like for not for being so non non-competitive um the Switch is doing really well at kind of eating up business from the other companies. Sure. I mean, most people, <clears throat> I think, especially most people like us who work and have responsibilities, prefer the Switch over the other systems because you can take it with you. Right. You can play it in short bursts. It has pretty much everything on it. I mean, obviously it doesn't have, you know, the biggest, most technologically advanced games all the time, but... It's got The Witcher 3 for crying out loud. Yeah, right. So I have kind of a mini question block for you guys before we go on to the actual question block. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to know what is, assuming the next system that comes out is basically just a new Switch, right? Mm -hmm. Like let's say, let's say that they keep the same system going, but they make like the Switch 2 or whatever. 
what is the number one most wanted feature that you want to see from that system? That could be anything. That could hmm. be no more handheld mode, and we go back to just having it on the TV, and it's more powerful. Or that could be, you know, it's it's more powerful, but it's not like what what do what do you guys want to see from it? My honestly, person, there's not that much I need. <laughs> personally, what I would like is. Um, the ability this is going to sound asinine but i want the ability to do what the wii u did in that i could like maybe chromecast sort of my we my switch instead of having to dock it to tr- uh, cast it to the tv i think that would be a really cool feature and then what you would have with something like that is you have essentially a ds right you have your two screens so then maybe you would be able to have like your main function on the top screen but when you're casting your your you know what you're playing in your hands it turns into a map or something like that i think that would be kind of cool cool speaking of chromecasting thank you for reminding me i need to get one of those for my oculus hmm. <laughs> um yeah i mean i i think i think that like they were really like they probably wanted to do that with the switch because i mean it's clear with the wii u that they were you know they had like some pretty advanced wireless technology going to have practically lag free um video transfer but Mm -hmm. like yeah that would really be like the kind of the dream situation is to be able to just press a button on your on your switch Two. i hate to say that but you know (laughs) And have it go up. I definitely think Nintendo's done with the two-system um, thing. Sure. Where I don't think we're ever going to see a home console and a portable, at least for the foreseeable future. I think the the sales discrepancies between the console and portable line over the years, along with the massive success of the Switch, has shown us that people like the malleability of it they like they like the fact that they can just have one thing Mm -hmm. for you know whatever they prefer yeah i'm not entirely sure nintendo is ready to give up on that sweet sweet handheld market that they've established (laughs) with a 3ds they have a they have a handheld market it's called the switch yeah but that's simultaneously (laughs) their console market and they're only going to be selling one of those to the people that would normally be buying two systems you know I could see well, I could see them coming out with some kind of less powerful, purely handheld system, almost like a Switch Lite, but not not really built for current generation games. That does some really weird gimmick, like it's a VR system. That's the Nintendo Quest, or something like that. I've, yeah, I've got I've got it. I I would love to see them return to the Game Boy line, release like a hundred dollar portable unit. That plays mostly 2D and maybe some simple 3D games, and it's pocket size. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, like a at that point, you could probably get a 10 to 10 to 15 hour battery life. Like they could really mop up the market, and you could still get all the like mobile ports that uh, the Switch is getting. Um, that would probably be Nintendo's best bet if they're going to go back into the portable market is going, you know, going the Game Boy route, going cheap and effective. What about some kind of portable system that um, both had the capability not to not to obviously play the discs, <coughs> but to emulate a bunch of old Nintendo games going back through like the N64 and the GameCube, mm. you know, that those eras of games and was more focused on supporting 
rather than Nintendo putting their resources into it, supporting indie developers who maybe don't have the resources to make next I generation like graphics and games, but you know, you can make a game that has like GameCube era <clears throat> quality to it. Call it the so, you know, maybe I like mean, that's console. kind of what the Switch is doing right now. Yeah, except the Switch is also trying to be able to play like games again, like The Witcher and stuff. But I'm talking I'm talking like really lower the bar so that these indie devs have a nice easy time to develop something. You know, it's it's basically purely funded by indies at that point. So you get more games like a hat in time coming out, you know, something like that. I can I could see something like that. And then Nintendo wouldn't have to put any resources into developing for the system because, you know, they would just leave that to you know, the, the indie market and say, like, hey, we've created a system that's really easy to dev for. You know, we put dev focused energy first, so it's not about like what we can do with the system, it's about what you can do with the system. Just, you know, bring all your games and put them on our system kind of thing. And and they could call it a, the developer's system. Yeah. A, <laughs> a DS, if you will. <laughs> there I, you go. I think that if they were to go that route, what they might do, and I'm, I'm going to touch on what Chad is saying here, um, maybe they create a smartphone, right? Maybe they create the Nintendo OS, and then yeah. you allow people to you know release games on the Nintendo. Haha, I like that. And I then will you, say, oh, go ahead, finish out your no, yeah, and then I was just going to say, then, you know, Nintendo can release an eShop on that smartphone platform, and, you know, that's where they can have all their games Quick. live accordingly. Eugene, Eugene, trademark Nintendos for Infendos. <laughs> we'll sell it to them. <laughs> so, um, Shine Down also um, had another thought in earlier in chat when we were talking about what we wanted to see the Switch, in the Switch 2. He yeah. says first he would like to see Bluetooth, but also he had an interesting idea that maybe what they do is they up release an upgraded dock and um, you instead of like, you know, the Switch 2 comes out and that's great, but like you can still plug your old Switch into the new dock and then and the new like dock adds added power or whatever. That yeah. would be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, you that. know, I mean the Switch is the first Nintendo system in years that has not had some sort of backwards compatibility. I mean, pretty much. I mean, the Wii played Game U ga- game that the <laughs> Wii played GameCube games, the Wii U played Wii games. Every portable system has played the entire library of the portable system that preceded it. Like, I think, especially with the success of the Switch, it would behoove them to have some sort of backwards compatibility. Um, for we we took this this report of no switch pro and and kind of <laughs> ran with it didn't we <laughs> conversation man um but yeah i mean like i i definitely think like this the switch the switch name maybe not the switch name i think they kind of learned their lesson with the wii u there but i think the switch legacy will live on in the next generation sure. either in concept or just in you know compatibility Sure. One last thing that I would like to see, and then we can hit our halfway point and go on to bigger and better things. This is a very minor thing, and it would only really affect people who are playing in a handheld. I would like the Switch to have the ability to use, um, you know, that multi-touch feature that's on a lot of new phones? Oh, yeah, sure. You can, you can put more than one finger mm-hmm. on the screen. The and... Switch doesn't have multi-touch? No. I don't think so, oh. yeah. 
pretty sure it doesn't. In fact, most okay. Switch games don't even support touchscreen, like uh, Smash Bros. You can't, you know, tap the character mm-hmm. you want to play as. Pokemon doesn't well. have touchscreen controls. It's, you know... Which is a real odd. bummer, because the previous weird Pokemon... weird for Pokemon, touch- yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. When the DS came out, that like they kind of pioneered that bottom screen being like, you know, okay, here's your map, or here's like your yeah. battle Ex- stuff. Well, Exactly, yeah. You know, like, and, that's kind of the RPG way, is, yeah. you know, touch your your command instead and shameless shameless cross promotion here but you can hear more about that on hyper voice but um (laughs) but yeah pokemon actually they suffered a lot when they started going onto console because they had to basically relearn how to like dev like like they've even they've had interviews it's amazing that the game came out as good as it did because they like the whole reason we don't have we didn't have a gts until the the new app launched a couple weeks ago was because they didn't know how to build it you know they, they had to build everything from scratch basically for the switch so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, it, and and you know it's again going off on a tangent here but i said this when we had the pokemon discussion game freak is more or less an indie studio like they yeah like aside from pokemon indie studio basically (laughs) yeah are they even owned because i don't think they're i don't think they're owned but they're owned in yeah like the only the only the only games that consistently make the money are pokemon and pokemon stakes or you know all tossed around in the nintendo wagon so all right but i mean they do you know make other games but yeah their games are always on the small side so yeah like like lucas said like for pokemon on the switch to be as as impressive as it is and i don't know i haven't played it personally but is you know saying something for what is basically a small studio that does their own thing with just Mm -hmm. nintendo looking over their shoulder saying make us money (laughs) yeah Exactly. Well, um, like Lucas said, we're about ready to hit the halfway point, but I think that at least some of us might have some games that they wanted to talk about that they've been playing. Um, yeah. So, uh, Justin, I know you've been pining to talk about the quest. So, what you got for us today? Um. Yeah. So, um, I I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but we haven't really had a yeah. a proper show since then. But I got an Oculus Quest. Well, it was it was a Christmas present for myself and 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 my two kids. But unlike Lucas, <laughs> we didn't get ours at Christmas. We had to wait two months for the system to be restocked. Oh, to be Actually, an adult a is a truly a woeful thing. Yay, that I may <laughs> remain a child for all my days. <laughs> But uh, it was definitely worth the wait. Um, the kids play with it just about every day. I play with it, I don't know, for maybe like an hour every couple days I because I'm an adult mine. and have adult things to do. I love mine. Um, and I don't have adult things to do, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I have Beat Saber. And actually, I wanted to talk about that because Schnazzy One, the, my, my friend who teaches me everything about um, the things you're not supposed to do with video games... <laughs> Um, introduced me to side questing, which is basically, okay, so the Oculus Quest runs on an Android operating system. Wait, are, do you so, side questing or side loading? Well, side questing is what it's called. To oh, God. Side it's load a, oh, my God. No, go on. Go onto. on. I get it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so um there's there's a side quest app and there's all sorts of indie games and stuff that you can download for free or you can you know pay the developer on a separate you know channel whatever um and there's some pretty impressive stuff on there um 
I downloaded a, a VR port of Quake. Um, they also have Quake 2 and a Source... No, it's not a it's not a source emulator. It's specifically a Half Life emulator, but it will only run an actual purchased licensed version of Half Life. So, like, it's it's kind of gray market sort of thing. <clears throat> but um, I downloaded Quake, and that was that was an experience, especially since there is no uh, two stick mode. Right. It's um, it's, it's swivel what they call swivel chair mode. So I'm standing up in the living room. And you use the joystick to move forward, and then you have to physically turn your body in order to, like, look to the sides. And, like, every once in a while, I'd go to turn and almost fall over it's because a little it, bit it's jarring. so disoriented. Yeah, it's a little bit yeah. jarring. I played games like that. Actually, um, I, I think I talked about this when I was talking about Vader Immortal. The, yeah. The, that game, uh, ha, it's default teleport mode, but you can turn on the, the <coughs> stick walking. and. Oh, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, I yeah. have not played that yet. My kids have played through the whole thing, all three chapters. I have not booted oh, it up I yet. Oh, I want to turn on stick walking. Yeah, right. yeah. It it took me a little bit to get used to that, honestly. And if you do yeah. that, I would recommend playing like sitting in like a you know a swivel chair or something like that. I think found that to be the best for me. But um, yeah, I when oh, I tried, to, I'll have to put my X rocker together. When I tried <laughs> playing that for the first time with the sticks, and I you know started moving forward my at least my character did but like i wasn't like physically moving forward oh man yeah. like that was just like too much <laughs> it was too much and, and it's funny because you know like mostly i've been playing beat saber which is pretty much a stand in one place sort of game like mm -hmm. you have to kind of step or lean side to side occasionally but um for the most part you know you can play it in stationary mode right um and uh i played few minutes of bogo the little kind of virtual pet simulator and that's just full range of motion like you can walk like there is a you know like what what did you call it eugene boundary no 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 like where where you like select an area oh and the teleport mode or whatever yeah yeah whatever they call it so yeah like there's a little bit of that but for the most part like you walk around in the virtual space sure. and you know as long as your boundary's big enough you can do it so to have this like kind of weird in between will be interesting. Like I've never played anything that's well that's not true. I have played something that you just sit in one place and don't have to move your body and it's called Virtual Boy. That's right <laughs> oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the crowning jewel <laughs> of side questing is there is a Virtual Boy emulator. <laughs> so I downloaded this Virtual Boy emulator and <laughs> ROMs of head. every single Virtual Boy game. <laughs> And I have two Virtual Boys and like several of the biggest games Here. on it. So no, you know this is you'll, this is. You'll be needing these more than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's one of the great parts about the Virtual Boy emulator: you can change the color. Oh, hey! So you can play it in grayscale, or you can play it in Game Boy Green, can or you play can play it, it in purple. Can you play <laughs> it in flashing red and blue lights, though? That's the real question. God, no, you, there there is no. Anaglyph mode, although that would be interesting. Um, and of course, you can play it in the the regular, you know, virtual boy. Rep. I hate myself mode. Yes, <laughs> but um, it's <laughs> it's impressive. Um, you really want to like you can shrink, you can change like the size of the screen. <laughs> oh, the the visual gags are 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 everywhere tonight. Ch chick 
If you're not watching it, if you're listening to the podcast only, you'll want to go to YouTube and watch the rebroadcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you can you can change the screen size and I definitely recommend if you're going to do it to shrink the screen about, I don't know, to 60, 70% because otherwise it's like your face is right up against the virtual boy screen. <laughs> sure. But yeah, um, aside from playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which I've been playing for over a year, um, which isn't all that exciting, um, and a little bit of Far Cry 4, which was on sale, um, mostly I've been playing crap on the Switch and Oculus Quest. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. I will be even more happy when the weather here gets better and I can actually go outside and play Oculus Quest because then I've got a whole backyard to play in <laughs> See, and I don't have like, to worry about that, boundaries. That's the <laughs> entire reason why I want to spend, like, how much are those things? Like 300 bucks? 400 bucks? Four, 400 for the 64 gigabyte model, which honestly, the games are so small and it's so easy to like Swap them. uninstall mm-hmm. and reinstall the games that there's um, there's no reason to get the larger one. But for, if you need 128, that's 500. Just be careful um, if you play it outside. Don't let the light hit the um, actual screen or it can damage it. So oh, no kidding. Be sure Interesting. To, be sure to play carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole and reason you, why I want to get you, one of those things. And if you live in Lucas's neck of the woods, you know, never uh, play. Beware of, be, yeah, be be wary of alligators and mosquitoes <laughs> and the sun. Fair, yes. We we down here in the Florida Everglades, where there ain't nothing but gators as far as the eye can see. <laughs> hey, we had a, I lived in Orlando, and we had an alligator in our apartment complex. So you know. <laughs> uh, well, Lucas, have you been playing anything that you want to talk about? Oh, you note? know I have. Don't play coy with <laughs> me, Eugene. It's all I've been talking about for the last three months. Yes, um, my fighting game, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, came out on Steam last Thursday at midnight, and I played it. Um, A lot. I didn't, I didn't sleep on Friday. So, like, my, my schedule was all messed up from Thursday. So I went to bed like right after work and I woke up at 11 p.m. Um, so I did my thing and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I wonder if my game had a midnight launch. And I look and it did. And I was like, oh, this will be a jolly good time. Um, downloaded that. Didn't sleep that night. And yeah, I've put like 25 hours into this game now. Um, it is It is a good game if you like One Punch Man. It is a fan servicey game. Um, it is not a game that you need to play if you're just looking for a 3D arena fighter. If you want a good 3D arena fighter, I recommend Kill a Kill If, which is on the Nintendo Switch. It's only got about eight characters, but it's highly competitive, really like solid, top-notch gameplay. Has a weird rock paper scissors mechanic mode, but it's really good. Um, if you, however, are like me and you enjoyed the crappy side of 3D <laughs> arena fighters, like My Hero Academia One's Justice, and One's Justice Two is coming to the Switch in mid-March, then this is the type of game for you. I'm the, I'm the kind of person who liked Jump Force. I liked My Hero. I'm loving One Punch Man. I like the games that people say are crappy. Because I play them to have fun, not to have a competent fighting game experience. And right, you're not going at it to go 
play an Evo or whatever, you know? Yeah, like, I actually didn't like um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, the the one that, like, everybody was nuts on, because I feel like the battles go by too fast. They're over in, like, 30 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, I... Oh, really? My kids my, my kids and I play it, and our, our battles last for a few minutes. Oh, God, not mine. They're, it's over so quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's better with people. But playing with computers, <laughs> it's just, blech. It's um, rare. Yeah. Most things are better without people. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> how I feel about fighting games. That's why I play, like, my, out of my 440 hours in Smash, I'd say probably about 20 of them were online. Yeah, that's like, for, that's just... crazy to me. Like, it's the opposite for me, for sure. It's like 80-20. No, I, I, I like, and I've said this before on the show, I like playing a game <laughs> where I get to watch characters I like beat up other characters I like, you know? Like, I like I like booting in and playing as Sonic and fighting Link, you know? Like, that's, that's fun sure. to me, you know? Not because of the, like, I, I think I'm pretty good at smash like at least compared to most of my friends like i tend to win more matches than i lose um slacker monkey kicks my butt though he's like right above me in terms of skill and it pisses me off because he <laughs> always beats me um but but like normally like i'm not playing the game for like the mechanics and that you know i'm playing it because i i have fun and i like it um but yeah so i don't really have that much more to say on it one punch mm-hmm. man you knew i was gonna like it i'm gonna be playing a lot of it i just discovered you can play as saitama in training mode without having to wait out the 300 seconds where he's like arriving at the battlefield which is ugh, so good so <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be playing a lot of that and i also will mention now that i've talked to eugene about it twice um i found a engine mm-hmm. that allows you to kind of drag and drop in he's unity use the um, s word yeah, you can make modern Sonic games with it. So, um, uh. <laughs> hey, Eugene, even it actually looked really it cool. cool. It looked like um, Breath of the Wild, but super, Sonic. Oh, so, I was gonna say it sounds like like Super Sonic Maker. It kind of yeah, it is. Yeah, it's made by but fans 3D. And, yeah. 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 Um, so what I'm thinking is, you know, for those of you who kind of follow me outside of the podcast, you know that I'm working on my own game. I've set a personal goal of July that I'm hoping I can meet, but I've been spending so much time walking that I haven't been working on my game very much. So got to get back into that. But um, I'm thinking this would be a good way to learn 3D game design in kind of a nice controlled setting. So I've downloaded Unity which is something that, you know, I've kind of dabbled in but never really been able to understand and never bothered to sit down and learn. I have this engine, which I wish I could remember the name of. It's not the Boing engine. What is it? Ah, oh, well, it's something like that. But, um, Maybe it's the Boing engine. <laughs> that's probably it, yeah. No, but um, I, I want to say Bounce engine. Uh, if I figure it out, I'll let you guys know in the next episode. But, yeah, um, I want to play around with that and see if I can learn a little bit about Unity because that's a skill I've always wanted to pick up. I've never really had the time because I've been working on a 2D game and it feels weird to sacrifice some of that time to work on something 3D, but mm-hmm. that's a thing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of everything that I've been dabbling in. I haven't really been playing that many games. I've gotten a lot of shiny Pokemon and Pokemon Home. <sighs> I got an Entei and a Suicune this week, so that was exciting. Does Pokemon Home count as a game? I guess it kind of does, right? Like The way I play it, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, see, when I play, I boot in and I go into the GTS and I just look for Pokemon that I want that are shiny. And then I'm right. like, ooh, this guy wants a level 91 Blacephalon. And then I'll be like, 91 Blacephalon, can I get this? And if I can, <laughs> I'll get that. And then hopefully the trade will still be up and it's a whole thing. But, um, yeah, so Pokemon, play that. It's a good <laughs> game. Uh, good deal. I don't have anything really that I want to talk about that I've been playing, except for um, Steve made me boot up my Switch for the first time in like two weeks, and I 
now am the proud owner of a shiny Wooloo. So thank you very much for that. I have my black sheep, and I'm so excited. He's mine forever. Steve worked on that thing for like four nights. He was just hatching eggs. He was like, I'm hatching all these darn eggs. <laughs> you can imagine. He definitely said darn. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just picturing it. And yeah, no, that checks out. Yeah, definitely. Well, then, then about like four times in our personal discord, um, he's been like in all caps, Eugene, I have your shiny Wooloo. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know I've been slacking, but I have him now. Actually, that made me that actually made me want to go play Pokemon because I did I was like biking around the wild area I was like oh yeah this is cool I can go raiding and stuff can I quick story before we break I know we have to get going here um so you know the the Pokemon DLC is coming out like Mm -hmm. in summer and fall and everything and the first one is kind of themed around the new bear the fighting Pokemon and you go to dojo and everything so um a few weeks ago I set up a team of like baby Pokemon all in like the, the level 20 or so and they're all fighting types. And for the DLC, I'm going to play through the game with entirely fighting types. Nice. And kind of make it like, you know, like those movies where it's like, oh, Ash has to go to this new region and only use a certain, like, Pokemon. Like, I'm doing that. for I'm treating the DLC as, like, two standalone movies. So I've got, like, my Riolu and my Pancham and all that stuff. So. See, the way you play games, you don't just play them. You, like, freaking roleplay them. You know? I like that. It's yeah, good stuff. That's- it's it, like I always say, you know, it's all part of being an only child, at least my experience. Sure. Like you have to make up your own stories and I'm doing that whether I'm like, you know, making a game or playing a game. So. Sure. Sure. Well, all right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a little break. Um, we'll be back on the other side with a little mini game and we will answer your questions from the question block. Can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to Infendo.com and see everything else we're up to. All right, we're back. It's time to talk about some of the um, questions that we have um, been submitted in our Discord. But before we do that, we're going to break it up a little bit and play a little bit of a mini game. So I'll host the one, the mini game here tonight. And actually, I think we'll do a little bit of a 20 questions round. So I have a... Um, actually not a game in mind. I actually have a video game character for my 20 questions. So when you guys are ready to start guessing, I am ready to start hosting. So uh, why don't you guys take it away? Is this character exclusively a video game character? Uh, yes, that is question one. Okay, now I want to clarify on... I would like to clarify on Justin's question. <laughs> call. Um, that would mean that the answer would be no to a character like Sonic the Hedgehog, who has now also been in movies, correct? Correct, yeah, correct. Okay. Um, alrighty then, let's go with, is this character exclusively a Nintendo character? Uh, yes, this is exclusively a Nintendo character. That's question two. Is this character an animal? Yes, this character is an animal. That is question three. Is this character the main character of his or her series? That's a hard question to ask with this particular series. I guess that depends on who you ask. Is this character Tom Nook? This character is not Tom Nook. That was question five. (laughs) Hmm. Is this character... A villain? 
Não. Hmm. The way you said that gives well, me the... pause. <laughs> Just... but, but we already know it's not Tom Nook. So. <laughs> Just lately with the... Uh, this is this is a free one for y'all. Just lately with the memes that have been out, this character could be conceived as a villain. Is this character Isabel? <laughs> this character is indeed Isabel. Well done. You got fun, that after seven questions. Fun fact. I thought it was Isabel before I thought it was Tom Nook, but I picked <laughs> Tom Nook because I thought you were more likely to pick Tom Nook. How is, would Isabel be considered a villain in any... Oh, baby purpose? cakes. Let me show you a couple of memes after the show. Oh, God, I'm scared. In, in honor of my man, Robbie Rotten, is this character a real villain? <laughs> that was uncannily accurate. Oh. Like, uh, thank you very much for the cheer, Shine. Uh, apparently, he's cheering for you today, Lucas. So I, am, I am often known as the discount C Peacock. So. <laughs> uh, that's great. All right, well, be, uh, without uh, further ado, let's get into the question block proper. Um, we have a couple of questions, so let's hit those here. Um, it looks like Slacker Monkey actually asked us a question um, last week right after we ended the show, so we're going to touch on his question here. He says, if you could ask one question to one person in the video game industry and one question to any one person to ever live in history and get truthful answers from those people, what would the questions be to whom and to whom would you ask? I've so, got my first one. Okay. Um, I think I already know the answer, but I would ask Miyamoto, because as you know, he is my personal hero and no one else's. Um, I would ask him what he thinks the one most important thing for creating a good video game is. And I think his answer would be that the game is fun. But I would want to know that from him personally. Sure. Um, Justin, you can think while I'm thinking of my historical figure. Okay. Um, Eugene, who would your video game person be? Because so, I think we're all thinking Miyamoto, so I need to think again. <coughs> Excuse hmm. me. So my, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I have ready both of my answers actually, and it's kind of cheating. So my original hmm. answer would probably be Miyamoto in the video game industry, quite honestly. But if it's not gonna be Miyamoto, because Lucas is gonna invite me to that meeting and tell me the question that Miyamoto answers, then I guess my secondary answer would probably be Reggie, honestly. And the question. I would ask him would be okay. When is Mother Three coming out? <laughs> no, I, I would ask him. Look, truthfully, dog, like, what's it like, like, dealing with Nintendo Japan? You know, because you know he was pretty much the head of Nintendo in the U.S. or North America, rather. So like, he didn't, he was like a second tier Nintendo employee when you can when you consider all the Japan people, right? Because everything comes through yeah. Japan when it comes to Nintendo. And I just wanted to yeah, know would... what that experience was like. I would probably ask him, what do you really think of Nintendo fans? But <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, and um, then to answer the second question about any person in history, honestly, I'm going to choose a video game person because I'm boring. And I'd actually ask Gunpei Yokoi. Yo, dude, like, what happened? Like, you, you, what happened with you and Nintendo? I, I know that you guys, that the Virtual Boy was a huge failure, but like, what, what, what really went down? You know, like, what really happened then? Well, all right, so my video game person would be John Tobias, who was the co-creator of Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. and was also the lead 
character designer and story person of Mortal Kombat until he left um, the studio. Um, I want to say after Mortal Kombat Four, like I, I think when the series went three D. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Tobias left, and I would just want to know, like, because he left. He left the, the the studio that was doing Mortal Kombat. I don't know if they even had a name back then. But he left them to go make another fighting game for another studio, which was a commercial flop. But, like, clearly he wasn't done with making video games, and he wasn't done with making fighting games. So I just want to say to him, like, what happened? Why did you leave Mortal Kombat? What do you think of what Mortal Kombat has done since you left. Because, like, I'm always interested in in the uh, in the Garfunkels of the world. Like, sure. you know, the people who, who, who left and drifted into obscurity while, you know, oh. while the band... Like, not every, not every band can be Genesis, where the front man leaves and both the front man and the band <laughs> go on to success. Sure. Usually, usually when the front man leaves, either one of them is successful and the other one drifts into obscurity, or, you know, the other way around. So you get a but, cookie, um, virtual cookie, if you can tell me the game that John Tobias went to go create. I had to look it up because... I, I do? I, yeah, uh-huh. I had to look it up because I I remember that Undertale. <laughs> yeah. It's got no cookies for Justin. I, I used I used I used to know the name of it too because I've always wanted to play it. And of course, you know the the it's it's something similar to I know it is not, but for some stupid reason, what keeps on popping into my head is Masters of Terrace Kasai, yeah. which we all know is not the right game. That's the Star Wars fighting yeah. game. Actually, that's that's <laughs> not actually too far off. It's called Tao no, Fang, it's not. Fist of the Lotus. So it's like, you yeah. know. I knew it was something. Kingdom of the Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and then he went on to and, go do some, you know, WWF games, or I guess WWE at the oh, time. He, so. Oh, he did? All right. Well, that that could explain it. But yeah, like, like you still hear from Ed Boon. He's still in charge of NetherRealm Studios and the Mortal Kombat franchise and, you know, the Injustice games, but you never hear from John Tobias and they never even, you know, like, you sometimes when they interview people for something, they find both creators, and even if they can't get them together, they interview them separately and be like, hey, you know, what happened here? Sure. How did this go? You never hear from John Tobias anymore. And maybe that's by choice, but um, I'm curious about that. And, God, historical figure... Um, I mean, it, I, I, my go-to is either Disney, Walt Disney yep. or Jesus. <laughs> it's so, funny. You know. It's funny because I was, I was actually going to say, um, that we've been asked this question in the past, not to ask a specific question, but just if we could go back and talk to a historical mm -hmm. figure. And I remember that when it was my turn, I picked Jesus, um, <laughs> And I think I would do that again for this question. And that's not to make this like an overly like, you know, religious conversation or anything, because I think you guys know I'm a pretty casual guy when it comes well, to like religion and spirituality. Sure. But um, well, I think I think I, I would ask if if I were to talk to Jesus, I'd ask him the same thing I'd ask Reggie. What do you think of your fans? <laughs> oh, God, I um I like philosophy. And I would want to hear it, like, straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. And I would just like to say, like, you know, like, um, 
what do you think life's all about? You know, like, like you're probably one of the most interesting people in the world that I could ask this question to. So like, what's your take on like existence, you know? And I get that that's a lot deeper than like a Nintendo podcast is supposed to go <laughs> for this kind of stuff. But yeah, I'd hey, be curious here, to know. Here we are. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and since, since you're going to take Jesus, I'll go with Walt Disney. There we go. And, and I'll take both and, of your guys. <laughs> this one. <clears throat> and I would probably ask him, like, what do you think? Like, because we all know, like, it, you know, the history of, you know, what happened to the company after he died. And, what do you think you know, of your fans? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, that that's an interesting conversation right there. But, like, what do you think of the company? What do you think of what they've done? You know, is Disney still creative? What would you change? Mm-hmm. Would you change? Sure. Like, you know, everybody always wants to say, what would, what, what would Jesus do? What would Walt do? <laughs> no, that was mine. <laughs> but what would Walt do? So WWWD. I mean, I've always wanted that on a t-shirt. WWWDD. Um, oh, God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeez, let's make it more complicated. Let's make that a website. <laughs> www.dd.com. What would Walt Disney do? No, 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 no. www.dd.cc. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, all right. Well, let's move into our next question. And this one comes not from a patron, not from a listener, but from Steve, our co host. And he asks That's hey, illegal. He says, yesterday was the three-year anniversary of the launch of the Switch. What are your favorite memories so far? (sighs) Oh, if I could only recount all my favorite memories of the Switch on but a single hand. I I have one. Um, And St. Attila raised the holy hand grenade up on my (laughs) saying. I also have a favorite memory, but go. Very early on in the Switch's life cycle, I I took the Switch to um, the movie theater with me. And we have... um, you know, we have these movie theaters where you can like order food here in New Mexico. I'm sure they're everywhere, you know, across the country. Yeah. But it, it's freaking novel here in New Mexico. They're pretty new. So, you know, we can go and we can order food. And so Heather and I will go early, order dinner, and then we'll take the Switch with us and play a game sometimes. Um, when the Switch was fairly new, we were playing um, Puyo Puyo Tetris together. And I'll remember this forever, man. Like uh, somebody, this kid, he comes over, he's like, what's that like he had no idea what we were doing because again switch was pretty new it was pretty a novel concept back then and you know i reach into my bag i hand him a joy con and he's playing tetris with us you know it was cool it was just a really cool experience that um you know you just can't have like with an xbox or a playstation console you know it's pretty unique to the nintendo switch nice yeah um I, it's not really one moment of time, but rather that first few months um, when the Switch was first coming out. Um, Those of you who are new to the show might not have been here during the Switch's launch and might not have experienced all of that wonderfulness. But um, as I recall, Eugene was the only one who got Breath of the Wild on the Switch when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Because Justin had a Switch, but bought it on the No, um, Justin did not Wii have a Switch. U. He had the Wii U. Justin did That's not right, have Justin a Switch was the last until Infendo bought me a Switch. <laughs> um, Mike did not have a Switch, because mm-hmm. I think he got his Switch about a week after I got mine, or a day after I got right. mine. Right. And so I was the second one to get a Switch, and I didn't get a Switch at launch. 
um, if I remember right. Or did I get a Switch? I got a Switch within the first week, but Breath of the Wild came out early on the Wii U. Right, yeah, because my, I remember Mike and Justin were both playing that game on um, Wii U while Steven and myself were playing on the um, Switch and Lucas <coughs> was playing Ocarina of Time Nowhere. because he was yeah. uh, trying to play the entire <laughs> back catalog of Zelda games. To Zelda games, yeah. yeah, that's right. I had actually forgotten that detail. But yeah, so um, every show during Change the System, I would um, take out my headphones and just like you know wait for you guys to stop talking. It's incredibly <laughs> annoying. Oh, I forgot about that. Made for an awful show because I I didn't want to have you know the game spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. This was back when I was really excited for this game because it was a new Zelda game, you know. And all that jazz but um but yeah i i remember like going to i think it was the target outside of like my, where i worked and picking it up and like you know holding the box in my hand sure and being like i have us like oh i love the like i i, I never want a console to end because <laughs> i love the console that i have but sure. i love that new like i can remember yeah. every time i booted up a new console for the first time oh, man. You know? booting up the wii and getting to play wii sports on it and sitting sure. down with mom and dad and like showing them like is this this is the future and then playing that <laughs> the first time i played vr the first time i got my 3ds and i was walking around campus like mm-hmm. collecting coins and like just every every like first week with a new system is so magical sure all i do during that time is like play that system you know it's like i'll get a new system and like life is just on hold i'll work (laughs) i'll do school whatever but anytime that i'm not doing that i'm sitting down and like just experimenting with every feature of this system and yeah switch was a fun one for that so that was my, uh, I think that was my, it kind of sucks. My favorite memory of my Switch was the very beginning of it, but, you know. <laughs> no, that's valid. Uh, Justin, what do no. you have uh, in the old memory rank for us? Uh, well, let's see. <clears throat> I think I have two favorite uh, memories of the Switch. Um, one of them would be, Oddly enough, as we just discussed, I played Breath of the Wild already on the Wii U. And even almost didn't plan on getting it on the Switch. Um, but I liked the idea of just being able to pick up and play it wherever I was. And the Wii U didn't offer quite that experience. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, the Wii U gamepad is, you know, shite for resolution and, and image quality. Okay, so, hold on. Side so, note. I saw a hack the other day to put an OLED screen on the gamepad, and I almost might want to do that. But anyways, go ahead. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, where was I? Oh yeah, so I finally broke down and bought Breath of the Wild um, on the Switch. I bought it used at first um, because... Oh, that's right. You know, I didn't want... I didn't want to pay full price for a game that I had already that I already owned, but um. But then you ended up paying full price for a game that you already own because it's so good. It's so good. It's so great to have it portable, and it. My justification for it was, I'm going to play in master mode. Yeah, sure. Um, because I had never played in master mode, and I'm like, well, there's not much point in starting another save of. Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, a system I'm barely going to play going for. Like, so I may as well get it on the Switch. And I actually um, recorded and posted on the Infendo YouTube channel the first 
I think three play sessions of me in master mode, mm-hmm. and I just remember being like, playing Breath of the Wild a second time is not nearly as magical as playing it <laughs> the first time because you you lose that wonder, you know all the all the tricks and all that, but playing master mode alleviated some of that because everything is out to kill you yeah i think i play master mode at least for the first until you get like you know 12 hearts or so like you play it a a a different game for sure right so um yeah i remember that um the other memory is actually similar to yours eugene i was at i I was at work i can say this now because i don't work there anymore but i was working at walmart um and i used to bring my switch with me so that i'd have it to play on breaks and I was sitting there and playing, and this guy goes up. It's like, "What are you playing?" I'm like Super Smash Brothers. Oh, sweet! Like, you want to play? And I took off yeah. the, the Joy-Con, handed it to him. I'm like, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah. And we sat there and played for his whole break. We played Super Smash Brothers with each other, and and it was great. I'm like, like this is the closest I have felt to the good old days of high school mm. and maybe early college of you and a friend or friends sitting around the television playing multiplayer games together sure. like like that it just brought back so much of that because you know for the past at least 10 if not you know 15 or 20 years pretty much since i lived in my parents house i haven't had that experience of you know having friends over for you know you invite a bunch of friends over and order a pizza and and Mountain Dews and stay up till two three o'clock in the morning <laughs> playing Golden Eye and and WWF No Mercy and you know, sure you know and so so I think the Switch has brought a little bit of that back especially since the online's so great you know I remember a few Infendo game nights where we sat around and played uh, you know Mario Kart for hours you know it's just. This this is the Nintendo that that I think Nintendo has been missing for years. Sure. Yeah. No. I I am I'm kind of with you on that one. You know, like I think that. Um, well, and you know we've talked about this with the success of the Wii, they kind of got a little complacent, and then now circling back around to the Switch, like oh yeah, we're back, we're 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 kicking butt again. You know, so awesome. Well, um, I think that brings us to the end of the show. So thank you, everybody, who contributed to the question block, Steve included. We appreciate your questions. Um, And we are going to get out of here tonight. So before we do, um, Justin, where can the people find you and everything that you're doing? You can currently find me as the icon at Disney's (laughs) Epcot. (laughs) Again, go to YouTube and and get the visual reference here. Um... (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, if you'd like to know more about what I feel about Walt Disney and and Disney World and Epcot, go to at Utilidork on Twitter and, and find me tweeting about that. Go to Utilidork.com because one of these days I will update it. It's been over a year. It's fine. There's still good stuff to read there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to go next. I'm going to put you last, Lucas. I'm going to switch things up a little bit. If you want to find me... Oh, I see how it is. (laughs) If you want to find me, the best place to do that is probably go to Infendo.com, join our Discord from there on the community tab. You know, say what up. Otherwise, you can follow me at InfendoEugene on Twitter. Be sure to follow at Infendo as well. Um, Lucas, 
where can the people find you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Eugene, because you see, I have been writing blogs on chromaticue.com. So, um, yeah, if you want to read a little bit more about what I've been doing, I've kind of started doing a blog series that's kind of easy to do. I've, I've been wanting to add more content to my website, but it's hard to add specific stuff about the game as it's coming out because it requires a lot of, like, going back and screen capping and editing the photos and, you know, um, photo editors to chunk out the stuff I don't want to talk about. Um, but I realize <coughs> it's easy to talk about, like, what my experience has been through the whole process. So I've been doing articles on that. Um, you can find those in my dev blog. So if you want to, go to my website, which is, again, chromaticue.com, and check that out. I would like to get both my name and the term chromaticue trending higher on Google. And uh, one way to do that is to actually have people visiting the site frequently. So if you want to help me out, throw me a bone, just go and read a blog. You know, mean a lot. Um, with that said, we should also probably plug our friend Stephen Peacock, who is missing in action tonight. Um, Steve has his own Discord channel that Steve I believe... Steve has coronavirus. <laughs> well, that too, but we weren't going to mention that, remember? <laughs> um, that, and the, that and the herpes, man. Like, Yeah, that was on lockdown, guys. Come on. Um, but no, Steve has a Discord channel that he's built all by himself. Um, it's actually a really solid channel. It's got a lot of cool people in it, some of which aren't even in the Infendo Discord. So if you want to go check that out, you can do it from Infendo.com. There's actually a link to both our Discord and his Discord on there. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to that, he and I do a little podcast once a week called Hypervoice. Um, we were doing it on and off as we felt like it, but we are now committing to once a week. So we'll be recording a new episode this week and getting those out every Monday alongside Infendo Radio, who we have decided is now our biggest competition. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, do we? No, we usually publish on Friday now, don't we? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Then uh, I guess our biggest competition will be every other podcast in existence, which posts on Monday. Um, but yeah, go check that out, too. I'm sure he'd uh, appreciate that. He puts a lot of work into... <laughs> The plugging side of it. I do a lot of the editing and stuff, but he's really the the guy who's been like he's the hype man. trying to I get. I put a lot of work into yeah. the plugging side of his mom. Oh yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so on that lovely note, Eugene, <laughs> please help us escape this horrible place. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys for joining. We're not me working tonight. anymore. We appreciate um, all of our listeners joining us as well. If you were listening to us live on Twitch, we appreciate that. Thank you, Shine. You've been with us the last couple of weeks. I'm going to give you a personal shout-out because you've been in the Twitch chat um, the last couple of times, and we appreciate that. Um, all right. Well, we will see you all next week with another fantastic show. This time, likely with a Steve. So if you like that, he'll be back next week. All right. Catch you all next time. See you later. Oh, wait. Go vote, too. Go, go, go vote. It's, it was already Super Tuesday, but there's still some voting to do later on. Yeah, so. if you live in Florida, you've already missed it now. So mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, see you real soon. Bye-bye! We love our producers over at Infendo, and now it's even easier and cheaper to become one. Head on over to patreon.com slash infendoradio to become a producer today.